It's the DC Tweet Team Podcast. I'm Jonathan Osmond, of course, joined by Maurice Hawkins. Maurice, it's been a while because, let's face it, there hasn't been a lot to talk about, thankfully. Um, but, you know, we should probably come back, do like a quick midsummer recap of all that's about to transpire. Uh, and also, I mean, look, with the demise of Twitter, are you still going to be the tweet team? Or are you going to be the DC threads team? Like, are you joining the new Mark Zuck? You know, he's at Zuck on threads. Are you following him? Did you start a thread yet? Not yet. I didn't I'm get the invitation. So I didn't get the golden ticket. So I was searching. It, everybody got the golden and- ticket. All you really have to do is download it. That's what makes it great. If you have an Instagram, you've got a thread. And so far, it's just a bunch of weirdos like me, early adopters <laughs> on there. But, you know, I'm kind of over Twitter, I think, at the moment. Um, and I don't bring a lot to Instagram because my pictures are kind of weird. So I'm not like right. a young, uh, attractive person anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, an, like an old, horrible man. So it's not like, though, there is an Instagram handle I follow that's like a dad and he gives like dad advice mm-hmm. to like their kid. And I'm like, man, I should do this. Like, it's like the most wholesome thing I found on the Internet. What is uh, it, at, at dad? <laughs> it's like love dad or something. Dad things mm-hmm. by Bo or something. I don't see. I'm terrible. At, right. I'm supposed to be the social media genius. I once taught a whole company of 80,000 people how to use social media. And I don't even <laughs> remember social handles. So whatever. Um, you know, let's get started because, uh, you know, I put this in order of probably least important to most important. Um, but it really doesn't matter. I think that the thing anybody really wants to talk about is Chase Ruye's retirement. He yeah. announced today that he was retiring six years in the league. He made $25.5 million. Um, but the last two years, like he hasn't been, um, hasn't been available. And to top it off, uh, you know, he reti- he was released by the team. So I guess there's probably some dead cap money out there that's still trailing him around, but it was always expected that he was going to, he was going to retire. Right. Right. $25 million though. I mean, for six years, a sixth round draft pick. That's a, that's a good career. He's done well. Yeah. He's done well. Um, but it does really kind of leave you thinking, um, as hard as it is to get great talent on that offensive line, I think that's going to be the the major hole that has still yet to be fixed on the commanders. Well, you know, the first thing I thought of is when, you know, uh, Chase Ruye announced his retirement and um, thank you to his service to all things Burgundy and Gold. Um, you know, it was kind of sad to see that he would retire at age 29 when there's, you know, a lot of offensive linemen that play well into their 30s. You know, when you think of uh, – you know, players like uh, Trent Williams, for example, you know, he's still going Joe strong. Thomas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this goes on and on and on. So obviously the injuries, you know, had got to a point where he just decided to call it quits. But also wonder. Andrew Norwell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he retire? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, a, a never-ending blood feud with all things Andrew Norwell. <laughs> um, But it got me to thinking is that, you know, was this retirement, you know, totally on Chase or did or did the, you know, the, you know, ascension of uh, 
Eric Bieniemy and the offensive coordinator and some of the things he's trying to do offensively have something to do with him saying, you know what, uh, I'm not going to try to go to another team. I'm just going to call it quits and call it a day. So, you know, I'm sure, that- I'm sure at some point, like there was, if a team came calling, mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess you have to evaluate, right? Like you're, body is only taking so much like think back mm-hmm. to Andrew Luck when he retired mm-hmm. um, you know he said look I every offseason all I'm doing is rehab and he was just getting beat up right like that was his his penultimate decision was mm-hmm. my body can't take this anymore I can't mm-hmm. take this anymore I don't need this right uh, I've already made enough money to be happy in life I'm good thanks guys bye and so you kind of think to yourself with a guy that struggles with um that has struggled with some of these injuries mm-hmm. um and not little injuries i mean he's had some pretty big ones that have cut him out significant time the team had to really make a decision um mm-hmm. they went and drafted you know they drafted a center uh they went and signed a center they went and re-signed tyler larson again mm-hmm. so it's like they they had kind of already made their decision on what right. they were going to do just based on, I think, the availability. Chase was clearly, I think, for the last, well, I mean, for the last six seasons that he's been on the field, I think he's been the best center the team has had, mm-hmm. barring it. But it's only when he's not on the field is when he becomes, uh, you know, apparent when he's not there. Right. Um, but I, I, I kind of, I started thinking today because I think, um, uh, you know, the athletic wrote, Ben Standing at the Athletic wrote, you know, that there's not even Pro Bowl potential on this offensive line. There's not even that there's not a Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. There's not even the potential for a Pro Bowl. Uh, that's I, I, a little I, rough. I, I think that's a little <laughs> that's early mean. to say until uh, we see these guys play on the field and what they're able to achieve because, again, that's looking at their pedigree as far as, you know, what they've done in the past the draft position, um, you know, everything's about, you know, you got to have talent, obviously, but also schematics has a lot to do with player success and failure as well. So I like to see them actually play a few games before we render a decision whether or not there's pro bowl potential. But again, that's kind of misleading because you may not have pro bowlers on the offensive line, but if they're pros and they can do their jobs and keep up with their assignments and do the number one task, which is to protect the quarterback, that's really all we're looking for is protect the quarterback, create some um, separation, you know, when you're running the ball so your um, your your running backs can find, you get some holes to make some decisions for some cutback lanes. And, I mean, that's what you're really looking for the offensive line. What we don't want is the Matador offensive line, courtesy of Andrew Norwell, um, <laughs> where the quarterbacks are just being ransacked, you know. Look out! Yeah. <laughs> He's coming your way. You yeah. know, I yeah, I kind of thought back today when I read that quote from uh, Ben Standing of The Athletic was the last thing that I would want for Sam Howell or really any quarterback um, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he doesn't need that in his career either. Mm-hmm. Is I don't want him to become Patrick Ramsey 2.0, right? Because I think, you know, now the issue, I mean, Patrick Ramsey had a lot of there were a lot of things that played against him, right? But that offensive line when he was when when uh Spurrier was here was, was dreadful, it was dreadful, mm. and, the, and the guy just took sack after sack after sack. Um, it was an embarrassment. And especially, you know, for a team that was known and still to this day 
is still living on the lineage of the hogs and what they did during the uh, 80s and early 90s. Um, the fact that that you would kind of um, not address offensive line, and I get it, it's hard to find talent. You got to really get up there. I mean, it's almost like you're drafting a quarterback mm-hmm. uh, to get a good left to uh, to get a good left tackle to get uh, the, some of these real quality guys. But I think at the same time, then it goes to how do we how do we develop these players? Right. Um, and at the same time, you know, so I. And not to digress too much, but maybe I will. You know, I've, I've the story came out um, that Jason Wright was going to be retained in the sale of the Washington Commanders to Josh Harris, uh, which is expected on June 20th. And we'll talk about more in a bit. Uh, and some people were furious, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can this be? This guy has been a bum. Everything that Jason Wright's done has been terrible. Uh, Jason Wright should find the door along with Dan Snyder. And my my thought is, if I if I'm coming into a situation like this as a investor who just spent six billion dollars, I had to have so many people join me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got like you know Eddie's cousin's brother down the street is uh, <laughs> is an investor because that's just how many people we need mm-hmm. um, to make this thing happen. Um. I'm going to invest my money in finding the best development coaches and the best whatever, because that means that my investment will be profitable. Unlike, you know, I mean, that's why Dallas is, is valuable now because they're a marketing machine, even though they haven't done anything, they were successful more recently. Right. Mm -hmm. And they give people that little bit of hope. Um, and And I would do the same thing if I were, if I were Josh Harris and I feel like, Looking at what they've done in in uh, with the Islanders, like what they've done with the Sixers, mm-hmm. you know, like taking an evaluation and then and then building um, is, is probably what's most important. So I say all that to say, when we look at Rivera and company making some less than credible decisions at offensive line uh, last season, <laughs> being mm-hmm. probably the worst of it. Right. Um, and then we wonder why, like guys like City Charles and and some of these others, like uh, that get drafted at tackle, uh, Sam Cosme, who apparently I guess is um, getting ready to have a baby, which is con- you know congratulations there too. Um, why these guys kind of aren't developing, and I'm willing to say, as an outside looking in, that maybe. It was that these teams were not given the tools, the coaches, the staff, the mindset, the budget to go be successful and to de- get those players that could to develop, like like whoever you need to go to develop Sam Cosby into the right tackle that you thought he was going to be or, or Chris Paul or whatever, right? Like that you could, you can go and develop these guys but if you don't have you're you're out here playing with tiddlywinks and everybody else is playing with fighter jets you're not going to be successful and i i i'm i'm kind of taken aback in that giving coach a little bit of deference even though he, i don't know if he deserved it um because if nobody else has been successful under his regime why do we expect that the last guy is going to be the most successful 
Am I wrong? Am I, is that crazy? Am I just losing no, my mind no, on a? No, I, I think that's a fair point. I mean, the, the first thing I was thinking about, just kind of, you know, getting back to the retention of, of Jason Wright, is that, yeah, he's the team president, but he was also team president working for Dan and Tanya Snyder. So yeah. how, many, how many decisions were made, you know, in consultation with Dan Snyder that, Jason Wright may not have agreed with, but you know, the buck stops with Dan and Tanya and he made that decision. Who knows? Uh, maybe I, that wireframe statue was because he only had $75 to do with Sean Taylor Memorial last minute. Yeah, exactly. So I think that if I'm Josh Harris and company, you know, and this is going to sound a little crazy, but because they're buying a new team, so they have a new ownership group. But I think for the 2023 season, I think stability is important because I think yeah. letting Jason Wright be the team president, letting uh, you know Coach Rivera be the head coach and keep his coaching staff in place, Harris and company can evaluate them on their own merits, and then at the end of the season they can make determinations of whether they want to retain their services or not. And then I also think that does give them some time to do what you were saying, where they can do their evaluations start identifying other people that they want to bring on board. And, and I also would say that I think, you know, I think Rice done some things. Well, I think there's some things that a lot of fans have questions with, and I'll leave that up to their own devices, whether or not. But I think that right now, the biggest issue for the team is not team president. The biggest issue for this team is putting a winner on the field and challenging for a playoff spot because if we're talking or not. But hopefully they will. You're um, right. I, I'm, I'm in the camp of I hope they will. Yeah. So because I think if, if Washington's in playoff contention, you know, in, in, in late December, early January, and they can and they get into playoffs, I think a lot of the complaints that the fan base has had will kind of fall by the wayside. And I don't know if that'll be enough to give Coach Rivera a reprieve. But again, you know, I think right now, let's see what Coach Rivera does in his fourth year. He's had four years to put the pieces in place. Um, let's see what Wright does, you know, without Snyder um, overseeing him, you know, and um, and see what the other, you know, front office personnel, you know, the the, the, uh, the marketing people, the communication people, you know, with, uh, with Julie Donaldson and her team. Let's see what they do this year and then evaluate everything. Um at the um, end of the season, because the one thing we do know with this fan base, they are craving stability and they love tradition, even though all the traditions we have seem to have been washed away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, that's tough, right? Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of tradition, it was um, three years ago next week. So it was the 12th of, um, oh, sorry, the 13th of July. 2020 is when Daniel Snyder relented and said, we're going to change the name mm-hmm. And after for you know 20 years of owning the team saying, I'll never change the name. Never, never, never. And then it was like, well, we're going to change the name because we're losing. Um, we're losing FedEx as a, as a co-sponsor and, mm-hmm. and everybody else. Um, and so literally three, it, it will be three years and seven days mm-hmm. since that name change. That we're getting a new owner. Right. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but I, I look, yeah, I I hate it, right? I mm-hmm. think that 
I'm going to, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. because everything that I've seen so far has been, and everything we know, we don't know the Mary Jo White report. We don't know the other report that, that was, you know, not a report orally Mm -hmm. given, destroyed, uh, all memory flashed like, uh, men in black. So we, we don't know about any of the other reports, but what we do know is nobody was successful. Like, and, and so there's enough trends there where I go, I need to figure out why nobody was successful. Is it, Mm -hmm. is it that, you know, they weren't given the power to be successful? Is that there are a bunch of people in place that were just nincompoops? Um, I, I don't think that that's entirely the case. Uh, I like some of the things they're doing now. I think that Mm -hmm. they've, uh, they, they had Doug Williams out there yesterday, um, being a, a part of the community, that was really important. Um, I think that we're going to start to see some more of that, hopefully. Uh, I, I, you know, the, these guys aren't dumb, uh, the new owners. They, I think they, they know how to brand. They know how to uh, build a a brand and a team that can be successful. They're not buying this thing to lose money and, make it, and throw away $6 billion. Well, here's here's the thing with Washington, right? There is tremendous opportunity for them to get a significant ROI for buying this. Is there? If nobody shows so. up to the stadium uh, uh, for games, six billion dollars is gonna look crazy. It'll look like well, it's gonna look like Elon Musk bought Twitter for whatever well, four hundred million or whatever he paid. I think in the short term, you know, you know, there's gonna be some opportunity cost that they'll have to deal with. But I think that if you, you know, once again, if you put a winner on the field. Uh, I think fans will start to trickle back. I also think there'll be some fans that will extend some goodwill towards uh, Josh Harris and company once he take o- once he takes over the uh, the franchise. I-, I hope that they will engage in some type of uh, fan engagement, you know, so you can build you know some lines of trust between the fans and ownership. You know, that's totally on him whether he does that or not, but I think one of the big driving forces behind, you know, so many fans, you know, distancing themselves from the team was they didn't feel that connection to the ownership and they didn't like a lot of the things that the ownership was doing. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it's hard. It's hard out yeah. there Yeah, when uh, you're, you guys a pariah and mm-hmm. you then get linked to a pariah, mm-hmm. right? That's not comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't comfortable yeah. for me. Uh, yeah. wasn't comfortable for a lot of fans. No. Um, and, and a lot of us had to kind of make a decision sometimes of like, you know, I really love this team, but I don't know if I could do this right now. You, you and, know, what was, what was interesting to me was I was looking at, uh, the Kansas city chiefs and I was on, I think Instagram and I was looking at, some are they videos. on threads? If, they, if not, they will be, um, uh, <laughs> uh I was looking at their owner, um, Clark Hunt, and the Hunt family, and just and the little things they were doing, like walking, like walking in the parking lot and talking to fans at their tailgate parties. Um, when they do the uh, the Chiefs chant, when they do the tomahawk chop, and they and they're banging the drum that you know the Hunt family built, they're banging the drum. Um, they do a lot of uh, social media posting on game day sharing content, you know, on the sidelines, interacting with players, interacting with other fans, you know. So I say all that to say that's kind of like the um, the environment and the uh, that fans want owners to operate in. 
And I think that's something that the Harris group might pay attention to as they begin the process. I'm really re- rebuilding this, this team. I mean, I mean, because so much has been lost, you know, you know, under Snyder's tenure, you know, you know, namely the name, you know, a culture of win- winning, you know, the class this, this team had, you know, when, you know, in the eighties and early nineties, you know, and even certain degree in the seventies, because we had a Super Bowl appearance in the seventies, yeah, you know, the, you know, the, the Redskins, were viewed as you know you know one of the top teams definitely in the 1980s i mean i mean i think only the 49ers won more super bowls in the 1980s than the redskins at the time so still a lot of work to be done um you know with this new ownership group yeah yeah so i'm i'm all excited what do you have plans for july 20th are you taking off work you taking some paid time off are you going to the beach (laughs) are you going to a bar what are you doing uh, you know, you know, that's a good idea. I probably need to be in somebody's uh, in front of someone's television screen watching the owners' meeting when they when, when <laughs> it's behind closed done. doors. Not going to see anything, yeah, but I feel so. like there's going to be like a wisp of smoke that's going to come up, and everybody's yeah. like they elected a new pope. Uh, <laughs> I saw Magic Johnson. He just posted on his uh, uh, Facebook or whatever that he's like <laughs> on a on a yacht somewhere, and I was like, is that the lady? Yes. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I know for me, I'm going to be working. I think, I think that's a weekday. Um, let's see, 17th of Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll be working, but, um, I, I think we're planning to still do something, maybe get together and, and kind of cheer one last time, um, uh, away, um, the, the problem child. Mm Um, I, um, Looking and seeing, I think, better days ahead. Okay. Right? Uh, that, that's me. I'm going to be optimistic. You, you, you know, this is a change I think a lot of us have wanted for a long, long time. And we can finally sit back and go, you know, and and and, and, and breathe a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. And this isn't going to fix everything, but it's going to fix a lot of things. Yeah. And... Uh, I am excited that we could, we can go out and enjoy this team again. We can enjoy this fan base again, that we get to talk football again, and that we're not just going to be, you know, constantly having to make excuses for bad behavior and what breaking story is going to come out that's going to cause a problem now. Former employees. Going to get congressional, and there's still, you know, and there probably could still be some of that, you know, the stuff we don't even know about that's percolating out there. But Mm -hmm. I am just, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to be positive, uh, and excited because I think fans, fans are getting their team back. Mm -hmm. And look, I get it. Um, some of you may want change right away. I, I will say this too, uh, to, to kind of close out this this segment is when Snyder bought the team back in 99, he immediately went in and fired the front office, immediately went in and got rid of North Turner, mm-hmm. uh, immediately went in and just started, you know, take a, it took a wrecking ball to everything that had been laid before him in a team that, you know, was successful in 99 only because, um, it was like the carryover team and and everything that was going on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think they made the playoffs in '99, but they did. They won. They won the NFC East that year. Yeah. So um, he took a wrecking ball to it, mm-hmm. right? And then we started to hear all the stories, all the all the things that came out, and you're going, hey, right? Mm-hmm. I think at some point we can step back and go, I, you know. Finally, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Hopefully, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, those days are behind us. Um, let's give it a chance to to be something better. And if it means that somebody hangs out for a year or two and gets to keep their job, and gets to show their vision of what this team really could be. Right. Um, after seeing where all the bodies are buried and seeing what was done and, and having those conversations around like, well, we did it this way, but this is not the way I wanted to do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. give somebody benefit of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic and hopefully that that will mean, um, I, and I don't know what's going to be for this season. I'm just going to be optimistic all season long, you know, cause it's kind of like, for me, I felt like we already won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care who wins as long as it's not Dallas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it's us, that'd be even better. That'd be the most amazing turnaround of all time. Sam Howell comes in, <laughs> uh, wins a Super Bowl. But anyway, I'm just gonna be positive. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in, um, and I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> That's me. I'm Michael Scott saying I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> um, and so July 20th, um, we won't. And I know that um, for anybody else here in, in the Carolinas. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a second rally bar this year in Greensboro, uh, Greensboro, High Point, really? Winston-Salem, the triad. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great group that's up in Raleigh. I don't want to infringe on them. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've had some folks, I guess, cause the price of housing in Charlotte's gotten stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, so now people are having to commute from our, hour 50 minutes away, which in DC, you know, it's kind of normal. You yeah. know, if you ever lived down a Woodbridge or whatever, and you had to go mm-hmm. into the district, it's kind of normal. It's not normal for here. Yeah. Uh, people are used to being able to live 20 minutes away from work and you have to drive 30. It's a problem. So, um, but in order to find affordable housing, people are living way outside of town and they're living all the way up in, uh, in between Charlotte and Greensboro, like Lexington mm-hmm. and some other, um, uh, the old textile towns mm-hmm. um, that's got, you know, great quality of life. Um, and, uh, you know, highway runs through it. So that's nice. Not too far ish from an airport, but you know, coming down on a Sunday, driving an hour when you've already done, uh, you know, what jello shots, (laughs) 10 hours. Oh yeah. 10 hours during the week. And then jello shots is too much. So we're going to find a bar up there too. And we're going to try to launch a second location. Mm -hmm. Um, so that'd be fun. I think I I didn't want to do it before, but now also kind of this whole lean in attitude. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to lean in and help the team kind of reestablish themselves here. Right. So you're going to change it from, Charlotte to the Carolina. See, nah. that's, that's too Commander big of a uh, squad. Carolina. That's just too long. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was realizing that our, our logo has a crown, which is, we're called the green city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the five, the five dots. And that's um, for reasons too. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, this doesn't make any sense. Our logo doesn't make any sense. Everything doesn't. So I just call it commander squad triad. We mm-hmm. did a Facebook group. We're going to put some people in it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see what we can do. If we can grow that up there to 20, 30, 40, 50 on a Sunday, that'd be cool to supplement yeah. our, you know, hundred or two that may come out during the week um, with us. I, I think that'd that's, be fun. That's real growth, man. I mean, I mean, just the work that you've put into 
I can find a way to make money off of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love are, that. The, I mean, look, we're we're helping these bars out, mm-hmm. right? They're making serious dollars. They can um, at least buy you a, a a platter of nachos every game. Well, right? Yeah, I get a platter of nachos. <laughs> but you know, I think that it's it's great. Like I look at it as. Um, we're helping these small, uh, cause these are n- not franchised. These are all small bars. Um, and we're able to go out and, um, provide them a, it, sometimes it's a lifeline, you know, for Jack mm-hmm. Beagles, it was a, a huge lifeline to that location. Mm-hmm. Um, it opened just before the pandemic. They were, you know, th- th- they were not doing great. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, and it was a great bar. So it was mm-hmm. like, we came in there and we made more money in a Sunday than they had like in months wow. uh, combined. So, um, and then we did that 17 weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And even though that first season, I think we, we made it to the playoffs. So maybe it was mm-hmm. a good season, um, but it was, it was good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I always encourage people. Like if you feel like you want to go and hang with people near you, go find a bar, go find a, a place that's got some TVs and, and, uh, and tell people about it and you'll get folks will show up and you'll be doing such a huge service to those um, businesses. And, and hopefully, you know, the team used to have um, Redskins uh, mm-hmm. used to have this thing called the rally bar program. And that's what we got a part of like mm-hmm. 13, 14 years ago. Um, and then COVID came, they came, they killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard word um, from reliable source that uh, when they lost the Budweiser sponsorship, that that kind of killed a lot of these ancillary things that the team was yeah. doing because they um, didn't have that money coming in from people mm-hmm. not showing up in the stands. And so um, I hope now that this is something that gets reinstated because it was a huge boost for every place we've been, mm-hmm. a huge boost for the current location. I'll be a huge boost for hopefully – Group up in uh, up in Triad. Well, you, you gotta be a bad owner when a beer company doesn't want to sponsor <laughs> a football team. Apparently, there's like three or four though teams mm-hmm. that doesn't have a beer sponsor. Um, mm-hmm. and and as far as bad owners go, it's kind of funny because I think week one we're going up against the the Cardinals owner, and apparently, like he's not only like just a dreadful owner, but they're also I think the poorest owners. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of these legacy ownerships, like mm-hmm. families had it forever. Um, they, the they weren't like rich people, huh? Is that the Bidwells? Yeah, yeah, Bidwells. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, they may be flying in on coach, <laughs> taking the mega bus, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh Harris Group's got to you know, pick up their lunch for the day. Maybe they'll <laughs> go sit down front, uh, and get those dream seats so they can get like nachos and things, mm-hmm. unlimited soda. You know, help right. out. You know, I wonder what uniforms are going to wear because you know, they, you know, they, uh, red the red the red burgundy looks too much like the uh, Cardinals uniform, right? So it's going to be very confusing. I would imagine that we're going to wear white since it's the first game of the season, and they'll put them in like red or something. Or red, yeah, white, maybe. Something. Do they have a black uniform? Make them sit out there in their black they, uniform. They, they do in the black sun. uniform. That's the one where they wear with the black helmet, which looks fierce. So uh, it does, uh, but they would bake in September twelfth, DC yeah. Landover. Sorry, Landover, September twelfth. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a million degrees out there. It's gonna be hot. I mean, it's, <laughs> make no mistake about it. 
Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we got our tickets for the um, week one, and Ooh. we're sitting um, behind the end zone like we always do. But I'm already thinking about how am I going to stay cool in this weather? Because one o'clock in FedEx Field, no. that sun is beaming down on you, buddy. Have they said who's going to be the singer? For the national anthem? Yeah. I remember my first year that I had, I had season tickets, uh, Britney Spears sang the this, national anthem. Was this before she was Britney Spears? No, nah, she was Britney Spears. Okay. It was 2005. Okay, so she was 2005. Yeah. It was, it was Joe Gibbs' first season uh, back. So maybe this it was 04. This is before she, um, her father had conservatorship over her life. <laughs> you could be hanging out with Dan Snyder. What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, I remember that because I came over from, uh, we left church early uh, and then drove oh. over because uh, we went to church nearby. And then mm-hmm. came over and uh, had to buy my then wife a chicken dinner. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like I remember the day, like like a it was chicken nothing. dinner at FedEx Field or a chicken dinner. Afterwards? No, a chicken dinner at FedEx Field, and like she sat inside. She didn't want to sit outside, uh-huh. uh, so she sat inside in the uh, it's club club seats, right? So they uh-huh. had the little club seats with the TVs and everything. Uh-huh. And the TV, you know, the TV had horrible. Uh, they yeah. had flat panels, but they like like reception from like. You know, 1978. Like, like rabbit ears. With, it, seriously. Like, I, I was always surprised at how bad those TVs were in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's something that gets fixed. Um, but yeah, she bought a rotisserie dinner and mm-hmm. she like sat in there. She's like, oh, he's got air conditioning. So she sat in there and I'm like out there sweating. And that was the last time she went to a game because uh, I was like, I'm not bringing you back anymore. So I asked my best <laughs> friend from high school. I was like, you want to hey, guess what? You just won tickets to this uh, Redskins. And uh, we, we went to every game. So. Mm. Yeah, that was fun. That was the last time uh, we got the really chance to hang out together. Um, uh, let's see. Let's that's a downer. Um, <laughs> let's, let's talk. Uh, you know what? Let's let's talk Sam Howell. Right. All right. I saw Mina Kimes out there on Twitter, and I feel like everybody's been trashing Sam Howell. Yeah, right? he threw eight passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also beat the the living daylights out of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, yeah, let let's just call it for what it is. Like, he literally destroyed them. Uh, with his eight passes, and yeah, mm-hmm. he threw an interception too. Not great. Um, and yet it was probably the best quarterback play we'd seen all year. Well, right? better than anything Carson Wentz did for damn sure. That's for sure. So. Um, you know, I, I definitely, I look, Jacoby Brissett's not here to be a starter. He knows he's not here to be a starter. No, it's same season. And I think you got to always see what you got in your man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, Dak Prescott. He was drafted about where Sam was drafted, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady. What, what was he? Fourth round, third round. I think he was like sixth round, right? One ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I think he was close to Mister Irrelevant territory. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's see, <laughs> Tom Brady draft. Uh, that pick though, one ninety nine. He was sixth round, one ninety nine. Mm. That's pretty close, right? It wouldn't see him. See him was. I think he was. I thought Sam was in the fourth fourth round. Fourth round. Mm. Let's see, Sam. How? See, you think like they per, they uh, planned for this, and the answer was he was one forty four, twenty four 
144 is where they got. And remember, that was like that, all that trade where mm-hmm. they were trading back, trading back. And then we got yeah. all these picks. And so um, kind of worked out. Um, so fifth round. fifth round. So you drafted ahead of Tom Brady. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, okay. Um, look, if we got Dak Prescott level, Dak Prescott was drafted 135 in the fourth. Mm-hmm. So real close. Yeah. I mean, literally, Sam was 144. Uh, Dak was 135. I'm going to say they're in the same neighborhood. Right. Right. I mean, that's basically nine picks away. Mm-hmm. If we got Dak Prescott level quality out of Sam Howell, mm-hmm. what's the ceiling? What's the floor? Dak Prescott. I, I got a question for you. Will <laughs> Sam Howell be better than Taylor Heineke? Jeez. You know, here's the thing. What is your what is your expectation? What do you want out of Sam Howell? Maybe that's the better question. Because I mean, the re- reality is, like, I don't think we should get mad at the at the guy at all, regardless of what happens this season. Right. If he stinks, which I hope he doesn't, I don't think you want him to either. No. If he's terrible, then let him lose it up and let's get first round draft pick, high yeah. first round draft pick. Like this drafting 15, 16, that that's for the birds. Like just stink it up out there. Well, yeah, if he's good. great, mm-hmm. problem solved. Right. We found our quarterback. Well, if you don't have a quarterback, of, you don't got nothing. Well, here's the thing about it. I mean, even if you draft at a high position, that doesn't guarantee you. It's true. You know, uh, success. I mean, look at the 49ers. I mean, they drafted Trey Lance and he got hurt the first game of the season. And we don't know what you don't know what you, what you have right there. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, from Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, you know, list goes on and on. You know, this, yeah, this I mean, goes- that's true. Look, it's all in your it's it, it's all a, it's all a, a, a shot in the dark, right? Like, yeah, you hope I mean, it you don't all lose out. anything. Here's the thing about it. If he plays well and is a solid quarterback, great. If he doesn't play well and he sucks, well, yeah, great too because that means we can draft a quarterback next year. That that'll be our signature pick, you know. So it's not like we're giving up any draft capital, you know. You know, not like we. You know, it's not. It's not a Russell Wilson situation where we gave up literally half the franchise and the guy comes in and stinks up the joint. Well, like, I mean, let's think about it. Uh, in 2016, mm-hmm. here were the quarterbacks that were drafted. Before we get to Doc Prescott, and I'm drafting in order. Mm-hmm. Number one overall pick, Jared Goff. Now, if we got Jared Goff level quality, mm-hmm. what's the ceiling? What's the floor? Oh God, that's I think that's a ten win season. Ten win season. Okay, mm-hmm. Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. We've seen second, that thought experiment. Second overall. Yeah, that didn't work out too good. We yeah. already know what the ceiling is. It stinks, and the floor is the ceiling is the basement with that the guy. Ceiling, <laughs> the ceiling is like a like one of those houses that you go into and you go, "This wasn't built with permits." You remember when Jordan uh, was at uh, a, a, a UNC game? He said, "He said the ceiling is the roof," and people were like, "What?" Yeah, the ceiling is the roof. That's right. Yeah, that makes the, no sense. The ceiling is the basement with Carson uh, Wentz. Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch was drafted twenty six overall by the Broncos. He's not in the league. He's not league anymore i don't think so uh neither is uh number 51 christian hackenberg yeah yeah uh 91 kobe Brissett. 
91. Uh, of course, NC State. You know, I always love that, too. Got a little UNC and NC State rival going on. A little mm-hmm. tobacco road action in, in training camp. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Cody Kessler drafted 93rd uh, to the Browns. Uh, Connor Cook went to the Raiders. Dak Prescott went to the Cowboys, number 135. Cardale Jones, who, wait, wasn't he in the XFL recently? Was or the, the USFL? Ohio State quarterback? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ohio State quarterback. Which, that's the guy that Dwayne Haskins took over as a starter. That's right. And and this is uh, goes back to the um, never, ever, 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 ever draft a quarterback from Ohio State. Right. Period. Who made, that mistake? Who made that mistake this year? CJ Sherrill. Well, now I saw a quote that said that he's a quarter, apparently a a savant. So he's an out. He's an outlier. No, <laughs> he's going to go to the line of scrimmage with his five foot seven stature. He's going to clap his hands. He'll throw an interception. I mean, that's just right. what's going to happen. I, I hope it works out for him, but I I don't. Um. Kevin Hogan uh, went to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Sudfeld, Nate Studfeld, more like it, mm-hmm. 187. So we got him. That's when we picked up um, the stud Super Bowl champ, I would might add, Nate <laughs> Sudfeld, uh, Jake Dreskel, Brandon Daughtry, you know, just a bunch of guys that, you know, we don't care. So, I mean, really, you had bunch of dudes go before Dak and then Dak's uh, look I think he plays at a pretty good level you never know what he's gonna get he was injured we just literally ate their lunch last Mm -hmm. game of the season Uh, and I love pointing that out to all my cowboy loving friends Um, but I think if we really get that level of play from from uh, from Sam I mean you are looking at a 10 win 11 win season. Look, if we get, if it's we a get, tough season, but it, I think it's Dak, there. If we get Dak Prescott level performance from Sam, Howe, then the gods have shown great fortune on this team because that is enough to get you into the playoffs. Should be. It should be. If it, so, if it doesn't, things are gone horribly wrong. Horribly, in our horribly wrong. Yeah. And the other thing too, um, and I think people are sleeping on this thing here is that we got a new sheriff in town calling the plays and Eric Bieniemy? I think it was one of the best off-season hires acquisitions teams had in in as long as I can ever remember. Yeah. I just think – I was thinking about this earlier today, right? Because the one thing I do like about how – I mean, the intangibles is one he has – he had better arm strength than both Wentz and Heineke last season. He, but he he also has Heineke like mobility. Uh, you know he can beat you with his feet. You know I mean he's I mean he's not uh, Jalen Hurts or La, um, Lamar Jackson or anything like that. But he has enough mobility where he can keep defenses honest. And I think that he can get the ball to places um, for Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel that you know quite frankly the quarterback we had last year couldn't do. Well, and Dotson looks like he's he's bulked up too. Yeah, he should be D- fun to watch in training camp. 
I, I the thing is, I think Dotson is going to have a monster season. I think Terry's going to have a monster season. I mean, they're going to naturally double team Terry, but I think Dotson's going to. I mean, he did some amazing. You can't double team year. everyone. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> you got so, three great wide receivers, and it sounds like uh, the tight end position. I mean, maybe looking a little bit better than we thought, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it looks like we got Logan Thomas back to maybe a little bit closer to that form he was a few mm-hmm. seasons ago, as opposed right. to what he was like, if we get Alex Smith playing uh, Logan Thomas, mm-hmm. done, we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know what I think too. Look, look the the Green Bay Packers are getting ready to tout out Jordan Love, right? Mm-hmm. Like they traded up. They traded right. up in 2020 to go get Jordan Love at 26. Right. right. Every time Jordan Love stepped on the field, it looked like he, all he wants to do is throw an interception. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, I think that's to your point. Like, it, I know everybody gets hot under the collar for a top-round draft pick, and we can go through all the list, even personally, of mm-hmm. all the players that Washington's gone after did work, but also right. all the ones that are you know, the famous spots. And and I just don't care where someone's drafted. I care where they show up and where they learn. And I think like all the all the cards seem to be aligned right. with the exception of the big question mark kind of comes back to that first our first topic of the night, which was offensive line. Yeah. If offensive line could get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. I think we got something. I think we got something can, to work with here. They can do the exact opposite of Andrew Norwell did last season. We got a chance. <laughs> Yeah, don't block the Burgundy Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but the other thing too, if you look at the National Football League, right, there's like a handful of quarterbacks out here that are that are elite, right? So of course you got, I mean, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, yeah, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna put a Jalen Hurts in that category. Okay. Um, I know, like a lot of people, you know. Say he's unorthodox, but I mean, I think the guy's a winner, you know, in my book. I mean, he's he's um, had two full seasons as a starting quarterback, you know, taking the Eagles to the playoffs both years, made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't lose the Super Bowl because of him, clearly. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, I, you know, I, Zach I put, Wilson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I mean, I, I think, you know, you put uh, Rogers on the outside looking in. And then I don't know what that, you got to Rogers. I, I I think the whole thing's curious. Yeah, I feel like that's probably why they're going to get the um, why they're going to get um, hard knocks because yeah. it's curious. Yeah. I, I want to know. Yeah, but yeah, that that the whole thing. I, I, I think Justin Herbert. I would put in that class of of at least being mildly. I, I would put him. I would very put good. Him, I would put him right right outside of that that. That, that, um, Kirk Cousins, who would you yeah, put? I I would put Justin Herbert above Kirk Cousins. I think Justin Herbert has much 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 more upside than Kirk Cousins does. So okay, the, the unfortunate thing for Justin Herbert and the Chargers is they play in the same division as is the goat right now. Yeah, yeah it's like can you gotta be kidding me? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that dude is a pure gunslinger. So it's like, and the the margin, the mar, as long as him and I mean the thing is, as long as him and Kelsey are healthy on the field, they got a chance, and they never give up. And then and Andy Reid is one of the most brilliant football minds in the NFL. I mean, just 
you know, the, the plays that he designs are extraordinary. You know, of course, he had to help with who? who? Eric Bieniemy. We hope uh, so. I mean, we had a decade worth of getting that secret sauce. So hopefully that translates to some, some wins to us. But I agree. Look, yeah. you know, this is a, if you think about it, too, I know that everybody likes to rag on um, likes to rag on, uh, you know, that Bien-Ami, um before, you know, he was trying to be a head coach and everybody was like, eh, we're not going to give him a head coach job. Like he interviews bad, all the nonsense that people say reason not to give somebody a job. Um, and I would say. You know, this is this is a big year, you know, for all parties involved. For Ron Rivera, he's got to put up or shut up. Yeah. For Jason Wright, he's got to get the fans in the stands. He's got to make people happy. Love the organization again. Give us a sense to want to turn over our hard-earned dollars um, to convert it to your team's uh, wear. Um, Rivera needs, you know, this is his last year. He's going to have to really show that he's he's worthy of an extension. Mm-hmm. bien I think we've all, I think some people have kind of written and said kind of that bien is like the heir apparent. Like it's, this is why he was signed. But the reality is that if, if this thing flops completely on its face, it's nothing to say that this new owner is going to go, yeah, you know what? That guy that was on the team that, that went really badly, we're going to keep him, and but everybody else can go. That's usually not how that thing works. No, it's, right? it's definitely, it's, this is a, this is a performance, you know, based league, you know, and to me, it's like, you're only as good as your last season. So mm-hmm. I think for Biennemi, you know, I think the thing about Biennemi out of everybody, he has the highest risk reward factor out of anybody in the coaching staff. Sure. Because if he comes in this situation in Washington and he turns that offense, I would say even a top 10 offense, I think say a top five, it's a top 10 offense, you know, uh, where you're scoring a lot of points, you're not turning over the ball, doing some exotic plays, getting some big plays that are explosive that, you know, everybody is retweeting and putting on their Instagram, you know, because that's a big deal of the game, the league right now. And, and they can get, and they get to make a playoff run. I think at that point he becomes a top candidate for a head coach somewhere, maybe even Washington. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe they bump Rivera up and then they make the um, enemy the head coach. But conversely, you know, if he has a bad season, you know, you got to figure Harrison Company going to clean house. And but again, he'll get picked up somewhere else. I mean, he's too talented of an offensive line, or he or he may go back to Kansas City. Who knows? Um, you tried it, didn't work out. But I, I, I got to think that with the bevy of weapons at his disposal, you know, you got a young quarterback that's got a cannon for an arm. He's got some mobility. You coach him up. You know, you got one of the best receivers in in the league in Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's been captain consistency since he's been in the league. You got a young stud in Jahan Dotson, who's definitely – because I view Dotson and McLaurin as one and one A. I don't see as that Terry's the one – and and Dotson is the two. I see them as one and one A. That's the level of talent that um that Dotson has. And then I think you have the Swiss Army knife and Curtis Samuel, which will give Bianami tremendous flexibility with the offensive playbook. And then, oh, by the way, you have um you have um Brian Robinson, the bruiser running back, and then you have uh, Antonio Gibson, who's another Swiss Army knife. So another guy who who needs to do well this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got he, he, all the eyes on him. Everybody's been writing him off of like. Yeah, 
And I don't know why, because this guy was a thousand yard rusher before Robinson got here and he split duties. And if anything, the you know um, Robinson joining the team last season extended the treads in his tires because now he doesn't have to take all that wear and tear. And I think that's be, right. And I think he can be a more versatile player. So like when you have those type of weapons and they can attack from anywhere in the field with an, with an inventive offensive mind like the enemy, you know, I think that really the, the, uh, the X factor is how. And but again, I think that what we saw at the end of the season against the Cowboys, you know, it gives you a glimmer of hope that this guy can come in and perform. So and, the, and you know, coach staff been looking at him all season long. They're saying, hey, this is the guy who we'll have a competition for him and, and, and Brissett. But really, it's his team. So, yeah. I mean, no, uh, I think I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Uh, are you headed to training camp? I will get to training camp. I don't like going to Ashburn because it's really not set up for fans. I mean, Richmond is a much, much better. Yeah, Richmond's you know, gone. Yeah, Richmond's gone. No more. Yeah, no more. I got to bulldoze and I get, that and I, thing. And I, get, and I get, I get that. I mean, it was fun while it lasted. I mean, it was I, great. I, Love. I like Richmond. I thought it. I thought it. I thought it. It was. It was like a football festival. I thought it was great for the city. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of those fans that come to training camp in Richmond, they don't get the FedEx. They don't get to see the team um, live and in person. So that's the drawback for it. But, you know, I'll probably try to make it to um, to Ashburn at least once um, before, uh, you know, the season starts. And, then I'm, and right now, you know, I'm I'm putting together my uh, the games that I'm going to go to right now. So I'm looking at it probably at least – Three to four home games, at least two world games. Wow. Sign you up for season tickets. Uh, Well, you know, they sent me emails. I'm like, I'm not ready for that. Come on now. You might as well jump on before you get too expensive. And once this team, it's uh, nine, ten wins. You know, you're going to be wishing you had bought them now. Are you you planning on any any games this year? Yeah, I am going to go. I have not decided which one yet. I think it's going to be one of those kind of last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like if if I can grab a flight out of here Sunday morning, mm-hmm. drop me, <laughs> you know, Uber drop me at the stadium and then right. fly home. Um, so I don't have to take a day off work, or is it a situation where I um or work from Washington Monday and then fly home? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's really it's a fifty minute flight, yeah. so um. Try- it's not so worth I, the it's it's not worth the the seven eight hours. It's yeah. I I can I can literally stomach a one hour flight and go yep and then right. come back home. So right now I know that I'm going to the season opener against the Cardinals. I'm yep. going to go to the Thursday night game against the Bears because I love going to night games. Um, I'm planning on going to Atlanta. Um, yeah, everybody's going the, to Atlanta. Atlanta's yeah, going to be wild. Yeah, Atlanta's going to be freak Nick. Is oh, what's yeah. going to be. Did we talk about and, this before? Uh, I'm telling you, Atlanta's going to be freak Nick. Everybody's going to be going out. Like, it's going to be like coming here. Um, you know, everybody gets a little buck wild and they come here because it's like just close enough you can drive. So you can get like that kind of yeah. like folks that don't want to fly characteristic of, of, yeah. of the of the fan base, which I dig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Atlanta's going to be just wild, man. No, no, but driving to Atlanta's not a bad trip, though. I mean, you could get, you know, at least sure. here, you know, it's, it's like terrible. Drive. No. Yeah. I'm good. So I think I'm going to fly to Atlanta because I don't feel like driving down there. I just think yeah. I'm going to fly. And, um, and then um, 
I'm gonna I'm going to Seattle. I'm actually booking my Seattle. That's trip right. You're doing week. the Seattle trip. You got to go out yes. west. Yeah. So we get we're booking that right now. And then um, I know I'm gonna come up for New Year's Eve for the 49ers game. I got a good friend, fraternity brother. He's a Niners fan, and I'm a Commanders fan. We always go to the game when uh, our teams play each other. That's like our tradition. I think we've gone to like four or five Niners Washington games over the years. Nice. And, uh, and I'm sure there'll be another game that'll pop up um, throughout the season that I'll go to just just because. But I think right now, that's the plan. All right. Well, that's the plan. We'll see you on July 20th. Be yeah, a celebration. A What's going to be your song that you're going to play that's going to be like your, like, Celebrate good times. Come on. Da, 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 da. Or are you going to do uh, that one. Uh, We Are the Champions, that. you know, from you know Queen. You must be reading my mind because I was thinking We Are the Champions, but I said, no, we haven't won anything. But Celebration of no. Cool in the Gang, can't go wrong with that. Cool in the Gang uh, or, um, uh, you, you know, the final countdown, maybe on the 19th, you just like. <laughs> You know, the is, is, was that the only yeah. song that group made? <laughs> I mean, there's a, it's called One Hit Wonder for a reason. Yeah, it's a great one hit wonder, though. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's yeah. a, you got to come up with maybe everybody should should write you or 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 come join me on threads <laughs> on threads and tell me DC, what's going to be your DC threads team. <laughs> you see, you, see, you got to come. You got to we're going to have to change this name. Yeah, you're gonna uh, dance. I've never changed the name, and then you're gonna have to change it. You're gonna have to change it. Elon, you can't Elon's be tweeting, gonna make tweeting, me change it. Like I mean, you know. yeah, you can't be can't be tweeting tweet team anymore. Like it's got to be DC Food Safety or something. I don't. <laughs> Elon, <laughs> I hate I hate capitalism. Musk, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know what you're gonna do. Yeah, uh, work on that. That's your project uh, between now and the twentieth. Uh, before Twitter kind of falls apart with all of its four evil people that are left on it. Uh, I will be uh, hanging out, doing our thing here. We'll get back with you, I guess, about that time where, of course, we'll talk about it. Uh, and then right after that, man, it'll be time for some training camp. And then oh, yeah. before you know, we'll be back to regular preseason, regular season. Oh, here comes Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the year's over. Oh, my gosh. And then we're at 2020. The year does speed up when football season starts. It speeds up a lot. You know what? The, the Your life speeds up once you have to go to work every day yeah. and, you, and you hit 30. Yeah. And then once you hit 40, it's like freight train. It's like... Yeah, and then and then I'm sure 50. Is. And when you hit 50, it's like space ball and goes ridiculous speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, get, get me off this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can only imagine what 70s like. Um, oh, anyway, God. all right. Uh, see you on the 20th. <laughs>